Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now ordered. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. And good morning. Welcome in as we celebrate the 2024 SEC football schedule. Because that's the way we roll in the Southeastern Conference, right? We have to have a TV show and then Twitter goes crazy last night over the 2024 winners and losers. Ole Miss pulls Oklahoma. Mississippi State pulls Texas as far as new teams in the Southeastern Conference. And we'll go over, we're not going to go over like Missouri and Vanderbilt's, but uh, we'll go over Mississippi State and Ole Miss and Bama and LSU and Georgia and some of the others. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. The show is brought to you by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge an award-winning dancing rabbit golf club. Hit them all. Golf, Sportsbook, and Philip M's. That's a great two days at Pearl River Resort. Don't forget to download the app. Um, makes it easy, and you can place bets anywhere on property, which is really, really nice. You can be, you know, having lunch at Mom and M's and uh, place a bet on Georgia going 12 and 0, right? The uh, Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor Caller line is 601 707 3750. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601 885 3776. So last night we had the uh, schedule unveiling on the SEC network. And many of you watched it. And if you didn't, you know all about it by now because people have been going crazy about it on Twitter. And, you know, it's really hard to tell who got the better schedule between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I mean, I think it's really, really, really close and just depends on probably who you pull for and, you know, kind of what you think about two or three of the teams, and where you slot them. Uh, both of both teams pulled Georgia. What do you think about that? And neither team pulled Alabama. That's kind of weird, especially for Mississippi State. You know, Ole Miss avoided Alabama for 25 years under Johnny Vaught. Uh, Mississippi State, in their amazing leadership, made sure to play Alabama every year the last 75 years um, talking about a checked out group of presidents and ADs for a long time until, until as of late. How about that? Um, Old Miss talking about uh, having Oklahoma in Oxford. I don't think that has near as much sizzle as people think, but it is one of the new teams. Um, First of all, Oklahoma is going to continue to trend towards a six and six program. 
And I don't even know if Brent Venables will coach more than a year in the Southeastern Conference. Um, he got embarrassed last year in the Big 12. So I, we'll see what he does in year two of the Big 12 before moving to the SEC. Mississippi State did not, their new team, Texas, they did not get them at home. They'll have to go to Austin, Texas to play, I guess, Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Will it be Arch Manning as the starter? Or will it be Quinn Ewers? Or who knows? Uh, Quinn Ewers is going to start this year for Texas. But next year, I don't know. I don't know how that will uh, that will look. So they both pulled Georgia. Neither one has Bama. Ole Miss gets LSU. Mississippi State doesn't get Bama, LSU, or Auburn. Now, when was the last time that happened? That Mississippi State didn't play Bama, LSU, or Auburn? Well, I can't remember. I mean, I know they played them every year since 92, but I remember all in the 80s, them playing Bama, LSU, and Auburn. Did they do it all during the 70s? Um, again, Mississippi State is, has played, you know, Alabama um, 40 more times than, than Ole Miss has played them. What did Ole Miss lose to our audience and Jason? They lost Vanderbilt. They lost the ultimate gift in SEC football scheduling. They lost the Vanderbilt Commodores. And now, who's the, all right, let's go with the weakest team on the two schedules for 2024. For Mississippi State, it's Missouri. Y'all agree with that? I would think so. Um, And you get them at home. It's nice. For Ole Miss, the weakest team is Kentucky. Yeah, I'd probably say Kentucky. Or Arkansas. South Carolina. Kentucky or South Carolina. I mean, it's in Columbia, so that could change something. But I would, yeah, I'd probably say Kentucky because it's at home and they don't have their returning quarterback or, you know, really anybody you know their name of. So I'd probably say Kentucky. I, I Yeah, I think we'd go Kentucky for Ole Miss and Missouri for Mississippi State. Man, it's going to be a totally different ballgame for South Carolina, Kentucky, Missouri, Tennessee, Florida. Maybe a little bit for Georgia, but everybody, I know Vanderbilt doesn't count, but everybody in the, that was in the East starting next year, I, I just, they're going to be in for a, for a whole new ball game as far as what it, what it's going to take to, um, you know, run the gauntlet, so to speak. For example, South Carolina pit pulls LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, Bama, they just, they've never had to play a schedule like that. I mean, LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, Bama, and I mean, again, Oklahoma is going to be a, I guess they're staring maybe 500 at the, in the face in the, in the SEC. So I'd like to hear, did, did Mississippi State get the better draw or Ole Miss? 601 885-3776 is the John Deere tractor text line powered by Ag Up Equipment. 601-885-3776.
or hit us up on Twitter at Bowbounds. Mississippi State's toughest opponent, Georgia. Ole Miss, Georgia. MSU's weakest, Missouri. Ole Miss, Kentucky. I mean, you can make an argument for Arkansas or South Carolina. Could you even make an argument for anybody else on Mississippi State's schedule? I guess it'd be Mizzou or Arkansas. It looks like Ole Miss um, got the better draw as far as their bottom four teams, but they got Georgia and LSU at the top. Mississippi State looks like they've got a much tougher draw middle and back end. Does that make sense? I'm sorry, slightly tougher. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, an award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. So, Bama, we get Bama and Georgia. Thank goodness. Bama and Georgia in 2024. LSU gets Bama, and then they avoid Jason you know, another monster. So, to me, LSU's got the better schedule. Much better schedule between LSU and Bama. We're powered by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Good morning. Welcome in. 2024 SEC football schedule that includes Oklahoma and Texas. Back with the big board next. What's on the big board? What's on the big board? Well, I'm I'm not sure that Mississippi State or Ole Miss should be celebrating, but you're in the SEC, so it is what it is. The uh, the rude awakening is going to come in Norman, Oklahoma, and Austin, Texas, and Columbia, South Carolina, Gainesville, Florida, Lexington, Kentucky, and Knoxville, Tennessee, and Columbia, Missouri. Vanderbilt doesn't count. So it's going to be a combination of the East teams outside of Georgia and Oklahoma and Texas that have never had to run the gauntlet like the Dogs, Rebs, Hogs, and everybody else in the West. Can you believe Mississippi State doesn't play Alabama, LSU, or Auburn in 2024? What are your thoughts on that? Text line 601-885-3776. Um, Mitchell says overall Texas got the easiest schedule. Okay. Well, well let's go over it. The Texas Longhorns pulled, this is 2024, Mississippi State, Florida Georgia, Kentucky at home. Away. Well, neutral site. Oklahoma. Uh, A&M. Arkansas. Vanderbilt. That is a good schedule. That Considering nobody has a great schedule, that's a good schedule. Now, is it better than LSU's? Uh, I think it's debatable. I do. 
We'll have uh, some audio from Greg McElroy and Brent Venables. Oklahoma had a terrible first season with Brent Venables, Ted Roof, and Jeff Levy. I mean, they were, I mean, I watched them last season. It, it didn't look like they practiced. It was in, in a conference where they out recruit everybody. Except Texas. They were, uh, I mean, they were a bad football team. So what can they do this year as a one more tune-up in the Big 12 before going to the SEC? And they have, what, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston? You know, I wonder if Houston's going to be the uh, the team to beat in the Big 12 going forward. They have money, location. Their alums seem to be driven. They've already won big in basketball. They poured a lot of money into their, you know, programs. I wonder if Houston's going to be, even though they're new to the Big 12 party, with Texas and Oklahoma exiting stage left to get smoked in the SEC, I wonder if Houston's going to emerge as the team to beat eventually. Now, Central Florida is trending in the right direction with Gus Malzahn, but watch out for Houston with millions of people in the Houston metro area. Um, But Mitchell, yeah, you're right. Texas, they pulled... Oh, Longhorn Josh says we also play Michigan. Yeah, we're going purely conference. But, yeah, there's non-conference. For example, Bama plays Wisconsin. Uh, Mississippi State plays Arizona State next year. Ole Miss with a really good pull. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. Ross Bjork did do y'all a solid. I mean, as big a train wreck as he was. Now, Dave Clawson has... It's been weird. Dave Clawson's won big for Wake Forest standards. The last few years. But, yeah, that is your non-conference. Um, and and Mississippi State going back out west and going to Tempe. I've been on that camp. Have you been to Arizona State's campus? I have not. I have heard that it's a blast, though. It is wild. There, It's wild. It is. Um Beautiful people, much like UCLA. Um, not quite as ritzy, but but it's there. I mean, there's they they're not they don't want for anything. I, I mean, you know they they've got a lot going on around there in the Phoenix metro area. Pull students from all over. Um, lots and lots and lots of beautiful people. People in shape. Um, it's uh, it's a cool day, and I think they're always in the top. 10 and party schools, you know, I mean, how, Tempe, Scottsdale, Phoenix, Glen, plenty to do plenty. I mean, Charles Barkley lives there, right? Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9, the zone brought to you by Mississippi sports medicine and orthopedic center, any age, any sport, any injury, they've got you covered on fortification street in Bellhaven and Lakeland drive Flowood surgery center and clinic. Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Whether you're old like me or you're a super athlete at 15, 16, 20 years old, 
Or like Jason. Uh, he's a super athlete at 20-something years old. Did you work out yesterday? I did, actually. First time in a week because I uh, you know, took a vacation for a wedding uh, in Florida. And then, you know, first few days of work were... Needless to say, uh, just a tad bit stressful. So, oh, yeah. uh, hey. so I took some time to relax and then, you know, got back in, got at it hard, Bo. So, um, did you just do upper body? Well, uh, you're calling me out here. Yeah, I did arms. Yeah. For sure. First day back, you got to give yourself you some confidence. Just, uh, was it all curls? No, I, I mixed some triceps in there, a little bit of forearms too. And I and I didn't go. You'd be proud of me. I didn't go tank top or or cut off high school cut off. So, okay. So I did. You know, I was modest, but you know, I still wore the hat. I still, you know, looked like I, I knew what I was doing. Maybe like a like a strength and conditioning well, coach. Was it a? You you could you actually could pull off a high school strength and conditioning coach. You think so? Yeah, or linebacker coach, um, or defensive coordinator. What was it a max day? No, no, it was it was all volume, just pretty much seventy percent, eighty percent. Yeah, I mean, if you're not pushing yourself to a hundred at the end of a few sets, then you're kind of wasting your own time. Okay, you know what I mean. But yeah, how long did you work out? About an hour ten, uh, and then I I went and uh, I was a Damn. tried to be a good boyfriend, and then went and got my girlfriend some flowers because she had oh, a, had a rough day yesterday. So okay, uh, you know, I was a man's man in the gym, and then you got to be a man's man out of the gym. So you went flowers. Um, dang, you're setting the bar high early. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to get after it. Okay. It's a good week. All right, let, let's get our listeners' thoughts on, uh, on, on Jason working out for an hour and 10 minutes yesterday. That's an hour and 10 minutes more than maybe any producer I've ever had. Um, I'll have to think <laughs> about that. Let me, let me think through that. Um, one, two, three, four. Well, the five that I can think of off the top of my head, I think that's an hour and 10 minutes more than any of them, but I'll have to think through it. Uh, we're going to have to get a fitness facility on the show for sure. Our show is brought to you by MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Uh, outstanding team of orthopedic surgeons, physicians, along with the staff and the team. That's where I went last year when I tore my meniscus in my knee and they fixed fixed it up. Felt great. Uh, I don't know if I should say this. Just a couple of days later, I'm walking into Bravo to enjoy lunch. But that's what, uh, I guess that's what kind of machine I am. But no, that's how outstanding everybody was from the surgeon to the nurses and everybody else. MississippiSportsMedicine.com. Fortification, Bellhaven, Lakeland Drive, Flowood. Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Good morning. Welcome in on a Thursday. We're going to get into some audio here. Oh, man. Does Brent Venables know what's coming his way? Oklahoma is in a terrible spot coming to the SEC. Oh, and then Texas. I wonder if Sark can make it. I mean, he hasn't proven himself at Washington or Southern Cal where you have better players. Why is he going to make this work in the transition to the SEC? I don't know. Quinn Ewers this year, will it be Quinn Ewers or Archie Arch Manning that Mississippi State play in Austin, Texas? SEC Insider hit next.
Hey guys, Havana Smoke Shop has the best selection of premium cigars in the metro area. And Havana Smoke Shop has two locations for you. One across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir, and the other one in Jackson, I-55 North Frontage Road. So if you're looking for premium cigars, you know to go to Havana Smoke Shop. That could be a Fuente, an Oliva, you name it, they've got it. Premium cigars, premium sticks at Havana Smoke Shop. Good morning to all you crazy people. We were talking about best Father's Day gifts yesterday. And um, bourbon wasn't on the list for the article that we had. And I think we should have burned that early. That makes no sense. Crap beer was on the list. Tickets to a sports game. That makes sense. Josh Raggio texted me this morning. And... He said, let's see, if you mention us, let's see, we've got a big announcement. Ratio Mercantile Shop is now carrying Blue Delta jeans, and you can visit the store in Raymond to get custom fitted. Ratio Mercantile Shop in Raymond is now carrying Blue Delta jeans and you can visit Raggio mercantile shop in Raymond to get custom fitted for blue Delta jeans Raggio mercantile shop in Raymond. Good morning. Welcome in out of bounds ESPN one Oh five nine the zone. You guys are uh, pretty active on the ag up equipment. John Deere tractor tax line. 601-885-3776. Uh, get off my balls says Tennessee's going 10 and 2 in um 2024. And let's see, Bama, Mississippi State, Florida, Kentucky at home for Tennessee. At Oh, goodness. At Vanderbilt, at Arkansas, at Georgia, at Oklahoma. Nah, 10 and 2 is off the table. But I guess maybe if the stars line, I don't know who your non-conference is, but if the stars line up, then maybe 9 and 3 for the Tennessee balls. We are asking the question, who pulled the, you can you can run it either way. Who Who pulled the better schedule or the tougher schedule? between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. MSU did not pull Bama, LSU, or Auburn. However, they did pull Georgia, A&M. Who would be, how would you rank their toughest opponent? Let's just go top three toughest opponents, Mississippi State and Ole Miss schedule. So we, we know Georgia's number one on both. All right, so who would be number two on Mississippi State's? Maybe Texas. If if Texas is competitive this year, I mean, either Texas or I don't see Tennessee being I at go the same Tennessee. Level. Really? I I'm not sure if they're gonna be at the same level as they were last year. No, they may not be, but I just think under Hypel, he's a better head coach than Sarkeesian and they're trending the right way. There's not really a whiskers worth of difference in their recruiting. 
Uh, I don't know. Texas maybe five or six. Tennessee maybe eleven or twelve. Um, so I think I go because Florida just hasn't. Florida and A and M. I mean, Ole Miss has been better in Florida and A and M the last decade. So I couldn't go Florida and A and M. Do I go Georgia, Tennessee? And if I take the last 10 years Ole Miss, I, we'll see what Texas does this year. Ole Miss, you go Georgia, LSU, yikes. Georgia, LSU, and either MSU or who? Maybe Florida. I guess so. Although, because Florida's away, that's probably. I mean, if you look at your SEC away teams, you've got Arkansas, Florida, LSU, South Carolina. You put LSU at number two. I'd probably say in Gainesville might be a harder game than mm. than home against Mississippi State. But you never know. Yeah, it's first first year Zach Arnett. Second. Second. Well, yeah. Yeah. Second. Exactly. Um, I yeah. see. I see what you're saying. I see. I, I it, with with Oklahoma taking a massive step back. That's a good pull for Ole Miss. Uh, Venables, you know, fell on his face in year one. Usually, you don't. Re, a, a lot of times, kind of the scuttlebutt with fans. Well, he'll he'll figure it out. Usually, they have it out of the gate. Now, every now and then, a coach takes over, can't get it lined up early. And a year, two, whatever, down the line, it works. But usually, if you're that bad coach effect early, that's who you are. So, you know, Ed Ogeron was really who he was his first year, not his national championship year. Then he trended back into who he really was. Gene Chizik, um, you know, had a average year his first year then gets cam newton jason they win it all and then he trends back to what he really is but those are special circumstances with one lsu is a super recruiter and joe burrow and ogeron having two you know in amazing coordinators as we all know in dave aranda and joe brady and then Gus Malzahn had a arguably the best quarterback ever over one season and a good defensive coordinator, and they won it. But usually you are who you are. Matt Luke, Joe Moorhead, you know, Sylvester Croom, Ed Ogeron at Ole Miss. You just, if, if you kind of like out of the gate, Cheryl proved he could coach at Mississippi State. Just to give you an example, MSU Ole Miss, take it local. Out of the gate, Tommy Tuberville proved he could coach at Ole Miss. Right out of the gate, Dan Mullen proved he could coach at Mississippi State. And right out of the gate, Hugh Freeze proved that he could coach. Now, Kiffin and Leach, it's hard to measure because they they drew COVID year and they, they drew all conference games. One won four games, one won three games. I mean, that's a weird, funky, you'll never have that, we hope, that type year again. So I think that's hard 
those two guys can coach. Leach is a Hall of Famer. Um, he's going into the Texas Tech Hall of Fame. I don't know if you saw that announced yesterday, Jason, but Mike Leach, um, of course, he should have like a floor in the Texas Tech Hall of Fame. Best coach they've ever had, and they haven't won since he left in 2009. I mean, that's not hard to figure out, right? That is very one plus one equals two stuff. You know, hey, a guy or or a man or a woman was in a job or a coach for X amount of years, and they had success, and then they leave, and nobody can win after them. That's what's happened at Texas Tech. So Mike Leach is going into the Texas Tech Red Raiders for you, Jason. That's the Red Raiders Hall of Fame. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. The SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by Juniker Jewelry Store, which is not even a mile from where I'm sitting doing this show. It is on North Highland Colony, standalone building, Juniker, Juniker Jewelry Store. Uh, they just posted a picture of some really cool cufflinks. But if you are looking for an engagement ring and you want to be the rock star and the five star and you want them to walk you through the whole process and make you look like a hero, Juniker Jewelry Store in Madison, Highland Colony. Now they've got bracelets, rings, necklaces, beautiful, beautiful inventory and selection But the go-to place for engagement rings is Juniker Jewelry Store, Highland Colony in Madison. Want to say good morning, welcome in. We're talking scheduling, and we've got, uh, let's drop the Greg McElroy. So, Greg McElroy, SEC Network Analyst, maybe he's ESPN, but I can't remember. Part of the same family, right? So, McElroy was talking about the scheduling last night on the SEC Network, and he likes them LSU Tigers scheduled. This is Greg McElroy on the 2024 SEC football schedule. I think LSU, however, does have a fairly manageable schedule. When you look at what they have, of course, you get Alabama at home. That's a tricky one, but we'll use the same metric that we just graded Georgia on. Their home schedule the opponents in 2022 combined to go just 30 and 21 that includes alabama who is nine games over 500 by themselves so you combine oklahoma ole miss and vanderbilt those three teams went 500 overall and then you think about the road trips just a game over 500 just 26 and 25 for those teams that they'll be traveling to in 2024. So, Grant, like I said, a couple years from now, but based on where the programs are at right now, if we're taking a snapshot of college football mm. today in the middle of June in 2023, LSU has a relatively negotiable path to what could be the inaugural divisionless SEC championship. Ah, no divisions. No divisions for the first time since 1992 in 2024. So the top two teams will go to Atlanta if it's Georgia-Bama. Or it could be like Bama-LSU. But we're used to them being in the same division where they couldn't play each other in Atlanta. However, in 2024, if they finish one and two, what happens? They'll play in Atlanta in the SEC championship game. Or for some reason, like Tennessee comes out of nowhere which I would find hard to believe, but let's just say they do, okay? 
And let's say Georgia has a great year. Georgia and Tennessee could play in the SEC championship game if they finish one and two. Isn't that wild? Now, if Florida ever turns it around, then Florida-Georgia in the SEC championship game. But I think we have a better shot, as we know, of Bama and Auburn or Bama and LSU as far as old West teams. They'll be considered what was Western Division teams. Now with no divisions, I would put my money on a Bama-LSU SEC championship game or Bama-Auburn now that Hugh Freeze is there over Georgia-Florida or Georgia-Tennessee. Now, and I know Tennessee is trending in the right direction, and I expect Heupel to do a good job there. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if it's within their reach to you know come close to winning a national title, but Tennessee should win eight games, nine games, and every now and then maybe. Well, I don't know. They're going to trend the other way coming out of the East, and now we just put everybody together. But either way. I think they can hang in there in that 7-10 to 10 win window every year. I think Oklahoma, who is used to winning about 11 games a year since 2000, and Bob Stoops, I think Oklahoma will be a 6-6 six and six program in the SEC. They'll have to fight and claw like, like the Dogs, Rebs, Razorbacks, and Gamecocks. That's kind of in that. I don't even know if they'll be as good as Mississippi State and Ole Miss. I wouldn't be surprised if they are not. And if they don't land on a good coach, then it will be an uphill battle. Um, and look, you know, the Texas Longhorns have been MIA for, for over a decade, too. And they haven't had a year. Where, well, they haven't been to the college football playoff. Is that good enough to say? I mean, think about that. The Texas Longhorns haven't been to the college football playoff yet. Oklahoma has. Um, But granted, Oklahoma had Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley. Texas has been a revolving door since whatever happened with Mac Brown and he lost his fastball. They've just been a a revolving door over there in Texas with Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, and now Steve Sarkeesian. And although Steve Sarkeesian, you know, makes headlines in recruiting, he has yet to make hay on the field. Um, I look for, I don't. It could be Nebraska esque for Oklahoma as far as moving to the SEC. What are your thoughts? Ag up equipment text line six zero one eight eight five three seven seven six six zero one eight eight five. Three seven seven six. Also, I was looking at this this morning from some of our show prep. The most satisfying food sound. Want to take a guess? I'm gonna say. Or did you look at it? I'm gonna say something on the grill. I'm gonna say like uh, you throw throw like burgers on the grill or you know something like that. I'm, I'm gonna say something on the grill. Like okay. Something hitting something hitting charcoal. Okay, well, that you know that would be a good spot to be in. But I thought they made a great point with this. This is what got voted number one. 
And again, this is all random sampling, but it's fine. So most satisfying food sound is sizzling bacon. Ooh, hard to argue. I know. And hard it smells argue. so damn good. It does. It really, and, and imagine like it's a Saturday morning yeah. and, and you're not the one cooking it and you wake up to that smell. Even, Which is even better. Even better. Yeah. Especially if it's crispy and it's dry. This is something you'll need to know on this show. Soggy bacon is terrible. Okay. And super greasy bacon slash soggy bacon is terrible. So, and we, we, we set this all up years ago. So we will indoctrinate you ASAP. Um, but yeah, man, on a Saturday morning, when you know that you're going to have a Tito's vodka, bloody Mary mid to late morning and you hear the bacon sizzling and you know, maybe there's going to be something else paired with it. Okay. Whatever that is. Sunny side up eggs, which I love eggs regardless of whatever way they're cooked, scrambled, sunny, you know, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but I thought that was pretty good. A lot of times this show, like yesterday's Father's Day gift, you know, number one was going out to eat. I I still think for, if you polled guys coast to coast, they'd say bedroom time one, bourbon two, and bourbon wasn't even on the, on the list, right? Or a nice cigar. Cigars weren't on the list. Yeah. That's such a, I mean, look, I love having Havana smoke shop on the show. It's so much fun for me. they're wonderful people. They're fun to work with. It's what I love. I enjoy having a cigar. Haven't had one this week, but I enjoy having a cigar. And then I love having Spring Street cigars on the show. But, you know, that's a that's single digits as far as percentage of people, you know, who partake. Although mm. it's a growing, you know, it's the camaraderie, the conversation. I mean, that's why I love it. I mean, I went up to Starville last two weeks ago, ended up in the in the members lounge with these two guys. Um, and we ended up figuring out that we're going to, you know, do something together. And I just got lucky, but to not have bedroom time, bourbon. Oh, there was another one, Jason, that you and I were thinking they did have crap beer. They did have tickets to a sports game. I did agree a wonderful meal. I mean, look, ambiance, all that food conversation around. That's why we love dining out. I mean, it's the, there's something about sitting in a restaurant with people around you that you don't know, but they're also having a good time and they're excited about the menu and it's the taste buds and maybe something that you're going to sip on, whether it's long branch bourbon or, uh, a Stella Artois or a wonderful glass of Syrah, whatever it is. And the different, I guess, stages and phases that comes with the meal, right? I mean, you, you get your drinks, then you, you the conversation goes into an appetizer, entrees, even all the way down to desserts, maybe a, a bottle of wine. But I, I did not think that they nailed the Father's Day gift, but I thought they nailed this. With the sizzling bacon, the so... So most satisfying food sound is sizzling bacon. Now, I agree with you. You know, you throw something on the grill, you start to hear some some things happen. That's a beautiful thing, too. Um, and cast iron skillet, of course, you Ooh, can do bacon in a cast yeah. iron. You can do so many different things. Um, is another way to get kind of popping and hopping, um, for sure. What else were we talking about? 
Well, I had a question. I know this is probably a small sample size for both of us, but do you think turkey bacon sizzles the same way? No. No? No. And 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 Wendy went on a turkey bacon kick, and I tried to go there, and I couldn't. Now, I'll eat it, okay? But I want real bacon. I want real bacon, and I want a Bloody Mary with pickled okra, and the right green beans and, uh, you know, a, a couple of olives. And then if you've got the right bacon, you put the bacon in your Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary. Yeah, you do. And that's how you start a Saturday. Or that bacon from uh, Surfing Deer where it comes with the rosemary smoking underneath. It's, I know. It's like half an inch away from pork belly. I mean, that that's some good stuff, too. It is. That's a great point. So several years ago when we hit Surfing Deal, Deer for the first, well, first of all, there's usually very attractive people in there, okay? So, the again, <laughs> the decor and the ambiance and the setting is wonderful. There's something about being at the beach, um, yeah, having a fun day outside, whatever you're doing, beach, pool, doing a little working out all around those areas, right? Going home, showering, and then you walk in surfing deer, you got the AC going, and you get like a a Patron Añejo on the rocks with an orange or a Tito's Vodka Martini straight up with some blue cheese olives. And there's something about that 5, 536 thing at the beach after being outside in some good vitamin D all day and you got the good sand on you. And then you transition into a wonderful restaurant. And like you said, that bacon appetizer is, you nailed it. I had not thought about that. I had not framed it up like that. It is, it is a whisker away from pork belly and that it's got like a little wooden canoe under it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. And that those black eyed peas on the bottom are amazing. You pair that with some Patron Añejo or a good bourbon because it's got that smoky thing going on the bottom along with the, and I love how they clip the, uh, the bacon on the little, what am I trying to say? Like, Shoestring? Yeah, it's like drying your clothes out. They have it like, is. It's got like I don't think I've ever done that, but it is. Clothesline clips on yeah. there. And I'm sure my parents did back in the day. Yeah, well, I mean, now that we have conventional dryers, I don't think we need that. Now, somebody on the text Dude, line. Dude, Wendy's gone, and I, I washed clothes yesterday. Ooh. Yeah, it was a big deal for me. Good for you. Yeah, I was excited about it. Um, you know, Wilkes came through, and he's leaving again for a week, and... So I had to get all my Adidas boxers ready, plus some other stuff, T-shirts and so on. And then I had to make sure that he was, he's one of, one of the orders. Well, Wendy doesn't do that. She's not wired like that. But one of the things that I, she told me I need to do was to make sure that he went back out of town with clean clothes. So he's going to be good to go. Uh, we're live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're going to have Dave Barr, too. He's all fired up about this 2024 SEC football schedule. And he's a little negative. So I'm hoping he'll have had a cup of coffee by the time he comes on at 9.30. I think Carrie with Edwin Watts Golf Shops wants to stop by at 9 or 9.15. I got to do another giveaway. Oh, and you know what else I got to know, Jason? I need to know from our listeners... What is your favorite food truck in the Jackson metro area? 
Obviously, we talked about burgers, blues, and barbecue a couple weeks ago. They do an amazing job. But I need more recommendations. What is your favorite food truck or trucks in the Jackson metro area? Our Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. For your farm, hunting camp, family land, John Deere, America's Tractor. You can find one at any of the Ag Up Equipment dealerships in Mississippi. Back in a second. 